Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's new episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Alina Asaya Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok, Instagram, and sometimes YouTube. This week is a special bonus-ish kind of episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you follow me on Instagram or on TikTok, you would know that I am currently pregnant with my third baby who is due during Pisces season. And I've decided that during this pregnancy, I want to make a couple of podcast episodes about the spiritual and witchy things that I'm doing to connect with this baby, prepare for my birth, and just be ready to be a mom of three in general. These episodes are going to be additional episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast. They're not going to interfere with like the two a month that we're doing currently or the three a month that we're doing on Patreon because Patreon people get a bonus episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast every month where we talk about the Zodiac season in the sky. These are just episodes that I want to create for myself to kind of document what I'm doing so that when I'm done being pregnant and whenever I want to I can go back and listen to these and like think about all the little witchy and fun things that I was doing while pregnant with this little Piscean baby. But before we jump into this special episode of the podcast, I just wanted to remind you of a couple of different ways that you could help support our show. Firstly, we have a Patreon. On Patreon, we have five different tiers with perks ranging from early episodes of the Jesus Witch podcast to transcribed episodes of the podcast and different witchy Jesus Witch um, education and spells and tarot spreads that you could create. I also have an Etsy shop and on there I sell Bible-based spell oils, Jesus and Christian Witch mystery boxes, and different tarot readings or types of readings that you can grab at talking to Jesus readings, uh, Trinity readings, astrology readings, all the different stuff. You can find the link to my Etsy shop or any of the different things that I'm talking about right now in the show notes page. Then I have a PayPal and a Cash app if you just want to directly donate to the show or even subscribing to us on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to us on and giving us a rating of five stars really helps get the word out about the show and recommends the podcast to other people listening podcasts. Some other things that you could do to help support the show are follow me on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. You can join the Jesus Witch Church, which is our free Discord group. In there, we do a lot of different and fun things. We do like moon circles, church services, worship services, a bunch of fun stuff. So join us there. And finally, if you would like to help me prepare for this little baby, for this little Pisces, I'm going to leave the link to my Amazon baby registry in the show notes page as well. There's not a crazy amount of stuff that we need. Um, I'm very minimalistic when it comes to my babies because I believe babies don't need that much besides diapers and a boob. But there are definitely a few little things that we need because we got rid of all of our baby stuff after having Scott because we did not expect to have a baby um, for a long time. I thought I was going to have one when he turned like five or six sort of thing. Um, So we got rid of everything. So if you would like to help contribute to preparing for the Pisces, I would really appreciate it. It would like literally make my day and... 
um, yeah, so I'm going to leave the link for our Amazon registry in the show notes page as well. Now that all of that's out of the way, let's start talking about my first trimester being pregnant with this Pisces baby. So first, I think I should talk about how I found out that I was pregnant because I think it's like very interesting. Um, so around the time that I found out I was pregnant, I was working on the Empress episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, you know, the one that we break down the Empress Tarot card. And during that time, and if you know anything about the Empress card, right, if you don't know anything about the Empress card, go listen to the Empress episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast so you can learn about that card after you listen to this episode, of course. But, um... That card usually depicts a pregnant mom, pregnant goddess, right? And every time I would do a tarot reading while I was working on this specific episode of the Jesus Witch podcast, I pulled the Empress and the Ten of Cups. Um, like for weeks, for weeks and weeks and weeks, this was like late May, early June, I was pulling this card for weeks, right? And I just had assumed that... It was because I had been working with the Empress a lot because I was harnessing her energy because I was learning a lot about her energy because I was like explaining her energy a lot and like really submerging myself into this episode of the podcast. The tarot episodes, the reasons that there's not so many of them, like, you know, I really wanted to do um, them a little closer together. But the reason why it's taking me so long to go through them is because these episodes take a long ass time to research for. I have to read um, Signs and Wonders, the Christian tarot book. I have to read the chapter that's on that card again. I have to go into other tarot books and just read more about that card to make sure I'm saying everything correctly and giving you proper information and giving you like accurate information. So I really, really submerge myself into these cards. So at that time, I was really, really submerged um, into Empress energy. And I had assumed that I was pulling these cards, and specifically the Empress, because I was working a lot with that energy, and I didn't really think anything of it. Now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you can choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, wheel of the year holiday, and zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a happy mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. 
Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus Witch or Christian Witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch podcast and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon wish list helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you could find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. So that episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast was released on June 26th. And I found out I was pregnant on June 27th. So I had been working with the Empress card and learning about that energy from the end of May all the way through when I like got pregnant because um, I definitely recorded that episode of the podcast like the week before it came out. So like when it was when it was released on Patreon, um, I finished it the day before and then it was released to streaming that next week on June 26th. Um, so I had been pulling that card for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And I didn't think anything of it until my period was late. It was late a day. It was late two days. It was late three. And for me, if my period's going to be late, quote unquote late, it's maybe late by like a day, maybe, maybe two at most. But it'll always come in the morning if it's late, you know, two days. Like I don't... I'm, I'm one of those very cyclical people, like, thank God, like, that's very routine for me, so I, like, don't freak out that much, but it just wasn't coming, and I had no symptoms that I was pregnant other than pulling the fucking Empress card, and I remember the day that I released that episode about the Empress card on June 26th, I saw a TikTok about how 
Venus was going to be in retrograde through the sign of Leo all summer long. Um, and that hadn't happened since like 1940, I believe. Like that Venus was retrograding completely through the sign of Leo. And um, I just knew from learning that, I was like, oh shit, I'm pregnant. And like the way that I put this together um, was one, I'm a Leo midheaven. So my midheaven sign is like how I'm publicly seen, right? And seeing Venus go retrograde in my midheaven sign, Venus being like the divine feminine energy, right? And like it going retrograde, so inward energy kind of said to me that something was happening internally that like my like is going to be affecting my business externally and people are going to see like that divine feminine from the outside if that makes sense and from like what I was pulling in tarot and then obviously like the logical knowledge that my period was a few days late after I learned that about the astrology of the summer I was like oh shit I gotta go get a pregnancy test because I just I just fucking knew I knew at that point um so on the morning of the 27th I went and I got myself a pregnancy test and I took it and I was like holy fuck um I cried I I honest to god I sobbed really bad I was I did not want to be pregnant when I initially found out it was really really scary for me um I think out of all my pregnancies this was the hardest and most devastating to deal with when I first got pregnant um because like firstly like I have trauma associated with being pregnant I you know my first pregnancy happened when I was a teenager and I think that this pregnancy I've really realized how much being pregnant as an 18 year old traumatized me how much you know um, the way that I was treated in my midwifery office, how like sometimes I didn't feel like I was being treated human and you know how I was treated in labor with my set, my first baby and like all of these different things, they added trauma to me and how like at that time I didn't share that I was pregnant online. I was really secretive about it. My husband and I were like really secretive and kind of like it almost felt like shameful. Um, and then when I went into the cult, um, they like kind of affirmed this like shame around being a young single mom so I realized like how much compacted trauma I had from my first pregnancy then my second pregnancy um, you know it was traumatic in itself I was older I was 22 but I was still living with my parents you know we were still living with them and my sister at the time like you know I don't talk about my sister a lot because her and I don't have the best relationship <laughs> to say things nicely um, but she was going through a lot of stuff, um, to put it nicely and to just give her respect. And she took a lot of it out on me and was like, basically like <laughs> insisting that I was a bad mom, that I should basically like kill myself, um, and that everybody would be better off without me and all of these like really horrible things that a pregnant mom doesn't need to deal with and or needs doesn't need to hear and you know I could have easily like not listened you know what I'm saying could have popped headphones in and walked away and you know so some of this is on me um for listening to what she was saying and like for putting myself in those situations even though there were ways I could have gotten myself out um but I realized like that had created a lot of trauma in itself and then um, during Scott's pregnancy, I started to develop 
really bad prenatal anxiety. Um, like, to the point where I, I have no history of miscarriage, thank God, knock on wood, knock on all the different things in the entire world. I have no history with miscarriage, no history with, like, issues during pregnancy, none of this kind of stuff. But um, I started, the only issue I ever had in my pregnancy with Dexter, and this was also, this also added to the trauma, um, I vomited profusely every single day like I, I couldn't even keep down fucking water it was like hot it was horrible 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 and like what pushed me into labor was actually like vomiting so fucking hard um so um you know that was also traumatic with him but like other than that like I really did not I did not have traumatic pregnancies I had really easy like medically speaking however when I was pregnant with Scott the entire time, up until I was literally 28 weeks pregnant, I was convinced he was going to die. I was convinced. I don't know why. Um, I was convinced. I was, like, planning his funeral in my head. I was planning how I was going to deal with that. I was, like, really freaking out about it. My midwife, oh, my God. God bless her heart. She was, <laughs> she was like, so, like, like she's like what's wrong with you like why are you doing this like you're fine like she kept she did so well with me during that time because I kind of need somebody to like you know smack me a little bit with words being like what the fuck's wrong with you stop you're just driving yourself crazy like just stop this right um and she you know in the home birth community like a lot of people are not super big on ultrasounds right a lot of like crunchier moms are not like super big on that technology however for me it was a savior. It was saving grace because she gave me um, ultrasounds every like four weeks or like, you know, three weeks or something like that. Um, so I could like see Scott. I could see that he was moving. I could see his heart rate. I could see him growing. And then finally, when I was 28 weeks, I remember the ultrasound so well. I remember standing outside of the office looking at the you know, pictures of the scans, because they would give me all these pictures, like, they, they, they knew at that point that I was, like, super high anxiety, and they were, like, giving me as much physical proof that my baby was okay as they possibly could, you know what I'm saying? Um, so they, um, I remember holding the, like, you know, all the pictures and looking at them, and at 28 weeks being like, okay, this is happening, <laughs> he's alive, he's well, it's okay, uh, and then I had my last ultrasound at 32 weeks, and um, I was fine at that point, but um, yeah, so I've realized through this pregnancy that I hold a lot of trauma and a lot of anxiety about being pregnant, and a lot of that came out during my first trimester. It was really, really hard. I had this huge emotional shift and like thinking about it kind of makes me emotional where like I was I wasn't sure if I could like make it through another pregnancy you know I was so scared about having really bad morning sickness again I was so tired and it's been really hard for me to get things done and that's really made me feel like a failure as a parent and I've gone through this like whole emotional journey of like really wanting to give up like there was like a point where I was just like sobbing and like messaging Charlie being like I need to give up I can't do this anymore I can't do the podcast anymore like this is this is done this is me like I'm done now like this is taking everything from me like all I'm gonna be is like a mom now like sort of thing and they had to like talk me back up and um 
you know, thank God for Charlie. Like, literally, this ship would not be running without Jack, my husband, who does a lot of behind-the-scenes work with the kids, does a lot of, like, making sure I'm an emotionally stable human being, um, you know, make sure I, like, get food, make sure I get water, you know, indulges the stupid-ass pregnancy cravings I've been having. Um, he really has been helping with that. And then Charlie, like, kind of, like, being like, no, it's okay. We can go through the work stuff. We can do it. Like, it's okay. Um, helping me plan all the podcast episodes and, like, they're just letting me talk, you know, talk it out sort of thing and be like, okay, like, what about if we did this? this is this too similar to that? And then, like, just giving me that, like, bounce back so that I'm not having as bad of, like, decision-making fatigue during this time, you know? Um, but the whole first trimester was a lot of, like, having to convince myself that I could do this and that, like, I could have another baby and I could still you know, reach the goals that I have and pursue the goals that I have because, like, it's really important for me as a parent to not just be a mom. I'm, I'm sorry, this might sound bad, but I'm not, I'm personally not happy just being a mom. It's not that my kids don't fulfill me. It's not that they don't bring me joy, but, like, I need something outside of them, too. I started having my babies very young. You know, I had my first one at 18, and my frontal cortex or whatever wasn't even fully fucking formed when I had my first baby. Um, so it's important for me as a mom to, like, be able to, like, grow into myself and discover who I am as a human being, you know, because, like, ultimately, like, I'm going to be, like, 45 years old and not have any more babies around, not have any more kids to define me, and I need to be doing the work now to define who I am so when that time comes, I'm not just, like, whoop-de-doo, what do I do, like, kind of thing, you know, like, I... I think it's really important for me to have that sense of autonomy now. And I really felt like, especially when I first got pregnant, that having a third baby was going to take all my autonomy away. Because, like, having two is so difficult. And having three is just going to be even more difficult, right? But then I started to put things into perspective, okay? I had a feeling that I was going to get pregnant this year. And if you listen to the Maybon episode, you're gonna, you've already heard this story. But I had a feeling... Um, that I was going to get pregnant this year because when I did my 2023 tarot pulls, I got the Ten of Cups and like the Empress for May and then the Death card for the card of the, the card of June. Well, Death and Rebirth, I should say, because in the Lights Years death deck, it's Death and Rebirth, um, which is applicable as well. And so I saw these and I kind of was like, that's fascinating. So I had a conversation with God. And I told him that I need three things, <laughs> three things from him if I'm going to have a third baby. One, it needs to be after I go see Taylor Swift. I really wanted to drink when I went to go see Taylor Swift. And not only that, I just really wanted to be able to celebrate. I'm going to get emotional talking about this. Um, I wanted to be able to celebrate how far I came since like the accident. If you haven't known, if you, you should, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, um, if you're a newer listener, you may not know. On December 14th, 2021, I was rear-ended by a drunk driver. Um, and that was, like, the worst thing. One of the worst things that I think has ever possibly happened to me. It was so super traumatic and physically traumatic, emotionally traumatic, spiritually traumatic, because no justice came from that. And I still feel like every day I kind of, like, pay um, for what happened in this situation that I was a victim and I'm like, God, you're the God of justice. Why did no justice happen? Kind of thing. Like what, where's the silver lining of that? Right. And, um, 
I wanted to go see Taylor Swift on <laughs> May 14th this year, 2023, which was exactly um, 17 months since the accident happened. So I just, I didn't think it was any sort of like coincidence that I got tickets and I got like tickets through the pre-sale and everything like that. I didn't think it was any sort of coincidence that I got tickets um, for that specific date. You know what I'm saying? And I just really wanted to celebrate like how far I'd come since that accident, like just emotionally and physically. And like, you know, the fact that I was able to walk away from that situation and um, yeah, it was like really important for me um, to be able to like just celebrate that, you know, without being pregnant and just like really have, if I was going to get pregnant this year, just have one last big celebration of the way that I persevered through that situation. And, you know, through that situation, I created the Jesus Witch podcast. I learned more about, like, my own boundaries and what I was going to uh, do in my life. And, um, you know, the path that I wanted to take career-wise, I learned more about that. And the path that I wanted to do spiritually and, like, share with people, all that good stuff. I learned all of that through this accident. So, yeah, some good things came out of it, but it was really hard for me to deal with. And it was just so exciting for me to have... Um, that concert happen on that anniversary you know what I'm saying I'm not like a big anniversary or dates kind of person but like that for me was really really fucking wild you know what I'm saying especially because she didn't when she announced the tour that wasn't one of the dates that was originally announced it was an added date um so I just, I just thought it was no coincidence that I got those tickets um and I just I wanted to be able to celebrate that without being pregnant and being able to like you know have a couple of drinks with my husband and you know just have a lot of fun and that was like that concert was the best experience of my entire life. And um, I think, like, when I think about that memory and I think about what God gave me there, like, I felt like the main character of a movie. I was dancing with the girls next to me. I was dancing with the security guards. I was, you know, skipping up and down the halls of the stadium when Jack and I would go take bathroom breaks and, like, singing the lyrics of songs. And I was, like, screaming with other fans in the hallway and training friendship bracelets. And I, like, had no anxiety for once about having even an interaction with other people. And it was just, like, the best celebration for everything that I had gone through and, um... I feel like it was the best, like, last hurrah to have had before I got pregnant, right? So I asked God, <laughs> if you're going to get, if I'm going to get pregnant this year, if you're going to get me pregnant this year, let it be after Taylor Swift. Then I asked him very specifically, I want this baby to have Aquarius placements. Even if the only Aquarius placement in this baby's chart is an Aquarius Pluto, I want this baby to have Aquarius placements. Ideally, an Aquarius sun, um, but... I always said, if I couldn't have an Aquarius sun baby, I would really like a Pisces baby. <laughs> um, I thought that Aquarius and Pisces both would fit our family really well. Um, Aquarius, because I am a Leo midheaven, so my nadar, my home sign is an Aquarius. Um, my husband is a Leo rising, so his descendant, his relationship sign is an Aquarius. Um, you know... I'm a fixed sign, I'm a Taurus, and I would love to have another fixed sign in the house kind of thing. Um, my son, Scott, has a fixed rising, so that would work there. Dexter's a Sagittarius, and fire and air get along really well. Um, so I felt like an Aquarius would fit. Um, Scott has a, a Leo Mercury, and Aquarius is a opposite of Leo kind of thing, so I felt like he would have good communication skills with an Aquarius. So I really liked an Aquarius sign for a son for our family. 
but obviously we didn't get that. We got a Pisces sun. And the reason I had been asking for a Pisces sun is because, um, so Jack is a Gemini, Scott is a Virgo, and Dexter is a Sagittarius. All three of those are mutable signs. And what's the last mutable sign? Pisces. So I felt like it would fit in really, really well with them. Jack has a Pisces Jupiter. I have a Pisces South Node and my, um, fifth house is actually in Pisces. So my house of kids is in Pisces. So I thought that that would be really, really nice, um, to have. So I really liked the idea of having a Pisces baby. Um, so when I had said to God, you know, listen, like if we're gonna have another baby, if it could be an Aquarius, a prominent Aquarius placement, even if it's Aquarius Pluto, that would be great. But like my ideal sun signs are Aquarius or Pisces. And he gave me a Pisces. So I'm super happy about that. The third thing I asked him is to help us provide for a third baby because like three kids financially in this economy, holy shit. Um, and he's definitely done that. Jack got another job, added somewhere local. Um, so that's really great because he's, you know, closer to us now and he's also been making really great local connections at that job which has been like super good for him and super good for our family as a whole and then god even um provided me with an insurance policy that will 100 percent cover my home birth cover my midwife's fee um and it's like a new york state state insurance so you like wouldn't expect that like medicaid would cover a home birth but they're fucking covering it 100 percent, which is such a huge blessing that's such a financial burden off of our backs because like hospital birth home birth wherever you give birth in the united states it's expensive however in the hospital you could have co-pays upwards of like 20 30 30 right for a home birth our fee with scott um all in all i think we paid about seven thousand dollars for prenatal care and um seeing my midwife and like the birth and everything so like seven thousand dollars was a lot of money um especially for us at that time jack ended up jack ended up selling his dream car like that man he's such a fucking angel he got this like 2000 and like i don't even fucking remember no it wasn't even a 2000 it was like a 1994 honda civic hatchback and it was like a stick one and it was red and it was like the most gorgeous car that man's ever had in his entire life and he had just gotten it before we got pregnant he was so excited about getting this car he drove like three hours away to pick up this fucking car and then i got pregnant and he was then i said to him hey i want to have a home birth and this is how much we're gonna have to pay for it so he took pictures of his car and put them up on uh on facebook marketplace and ended up selling the car for like five grand and then we got two grand from my insurance um we pocketed a little bit of money from the sale of the car just to get some like birth supplies and things like that but that was what paid for our home birth i, I didn't have the same insurance at that point so my insurance did not cover everything they only covered about two thousand dollars if he did not sell our his car i would not have been able to afford that and he made such a remarkable choice for our family like i after that <laughs> after he did that i knew that this man, like, I don't ever want to be with anybody else in my life because he, like, he has my best interests at heart. He knew that this is what we needed for our family, so he made sure that he got it done. Um, so I really appreciate that from him. But what I really appreciate from God this time around <laughs> 
is blessing me with the ability to get an insurance that covers the midwife fee completely so we don't have to worry about that at all i don't have to worry about ultrasounds i don't have to worry about blood work i don't have to worry about any of that shit like it's all covered i'm so 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 thankful so thankful for the the one new york state law that works in my favor that um all new york based insurances must cover home birth to some extent and you know i'm grateful that the medicaid plan that i um, was able to get uh, covers it completely so and i don't have co-pays for it so i'm like Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I can't even complain about that. But like I was saying before, the first trimester was a huge emotional shift for me. I was really going through the emotional trenches there. I was um, really depressed, really anxious, and just really, really scared. And I'm not saying that I'm not anxious or scared anymore. Um, I am definitely anxious about having three kids. I'm definitely scared about getting prepared for a home birth. I just don't, I just don't feel ready. I just don't feel ready to have another baby. Like I don't feel ready, um, to prepare for all this. I'm starting to feel more ready. I'm starting to have like, now that I'm in my second trimester, I'm currently 15 weeks. Um, I'm starting to like feel like I'm ready and have these moments where like the other day we were in the park and I was doing yoga and you know, just doing some yoga in the park, looking at the mountains, you know, my kids were playing on the swings, Dexter was pushing Scott, and they were having like a good time together. I was listening to a home birth story. And it was like the first little moment where like my brain clicked and I had this little like, no, I can do this. This is the life I want. I can do this. I don't want to be anywhere else right now sort of thing. Um, But through my first trimester, I definitely didn't have any of those moments. And it was really, really hard for me to connect with this baby. So um, I did a few things through my first trimester to like kind of connect with this baby and like start being really okay with being pregnant. Firstly, I started to recognize that I had gotten everything that I asked God for. The only thing that could sweeten this deal is if this baby's a girl. Not because I necessarily have a preference, but just because I have two boys already. I haven't had a girl yet. Um, so I'd like to do something new, something different. I also have no fucking clue what I would name another boy. I have no fucking clue. I know what I would name a girl. I have that name down pat. I've had it pat, like picked out for a while now. Um, so like, I know what I would name a girl and we're not going to share the baby's names until after they're born. I just, I don't believe in that. Like, I think that a name is sacred and you kind of keep it to yourself and keep it to like the people who need to know and kind of like, you know, brainstorm. Like the other day, my husband, his dad, his stepmom and I were all sitting around on the couch and like throwing out different boy names and starting to like brainstorm and like thinking about different family names and, you know, different references that we might like kind of thing like that. Like they'll know the baby's name, but Um, I don't post it publicly until after the baby's born. But anyway, um, just recognizing that I had gotten everything I want with this pregnancy. I got pregnant after Taylor Swift. I got pregnant with prominent Aquarius placements and with a Pisces baby. Like around my due date is so many Aquarius placements in the sky. We got Aquarius Pluto and I think like Aquarius Venus and Mars and like Mercury. It's definitely going to be a big, heavy Aquarius time. So I'm like really excited that I get to experience both of those signs through this baby. I get to experience Pisces and Aquarius energy, and I'm just really excited about that. And then I had God um, provide financially. He did, you know, he got Jack the job. He gave me the insurance. I've also been getting, like, steady sales on Etsy and, like, Patreon and things like that, even though I haven't been um, promoting as much because I've just been really tired and I don't want to, like, 
you know, bite off more than I can chew sort of thing. So I've definitely been taking things a little bit easier. Um, however, even though I've been doing that, there's still been consistently consistency and I really appreciate that with God. I really appreciate God doing that for us. I also feel like I got pregnant with this baby at a really interesting time. Um, in March, I experienced a really difficult loss. Um, one of my like oldest friends, like somebody I've known for, I knew for like 20 years, literally, we knew each other since kindergarten. Um, he took his own life and that was really difficult. I went to his wake and I went to his funeral and just seeing his mom, hearing her cry and hearing her talk about how like this was the last time she did the baby's hair and how she got to spend like time with him and you know like hearing her like cry about you know losing him and um when I went to the wake like you know they they have you do like little um slideshows for like like people who pass on and um we all got to like submit pictures and I have so many <laughs> pictures with him from like high school we sat and had lunch together every single day for like three years. Um, we had like science class together. Like we, we had our earth science class together. And we would always gossip the entire time about like different Nickelodeon shows. <laughs> like, you know, like Victorious and like Harley and Jake and Josh. And stuff. We would like talk about that the whole entire period. Our teacher was so annoyed at us, but she let us sit together because she knew that you know, him and I were kind of, not for nothing, him and I were kind of like losers who didn't have that many friends and um, we were like really close and we would hang out like outside of school. He used to come and hang out with me um, with like the other kids that I would hang out with and we used to go to like each other's birthday parties and all this stuff and, you know, I had so many pictures with him and so many memories with him um, and uh I went to his wake and it was it was an open casket that was really that was really hard in general just open caskets are hard anytime for me but to see somebody my age like laying there somebody that like I knew and I loved so much um and somebody who's just such a genuine joy and light in my life and I had been talking about him a lot with my kids those few weeks prior um because funny enough like him and I have this video on my Facebook of us um, singing We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift and like screaming it in the halls. And it's like, that's one of my favorite memories from high school because I was just so happy. And um, yeah, um, I had been talking to him about him a lot with my kids and showing them that video um, because I was getting ready to go to Taylor Swift. And um, he passed away and he, you know, he took his life. Um, I, what I was trying to say, um, when I went to his, um, his wake, I, right after I, like, said my, you know, goodbye and spent a moment with him, I sat down, just watching the slideshow, and, like, as soon as I sat down, all of the pictures of him and I started playing on the screen, and, like, somebody got, like, a phone call or open TikTok or something, and Love Story by Taylor Swift started playing, and I know that's so cheesy, but it was, like, it was like him like saying hi to me at that point um so he had passed away in march he, he was a pisces 
and this was this was April. Um, I think I said March, but this was April that this happened that he uh, unfortunately took his life. Um, and then the next month, right after that, less than a month later, my grandfather passed away, and those were just two huge shifts for me. Um, they kind of really like symbolize that like. You know, not only, like, is life temporary, like, it was just this very much reminder of, like, how temporary your life is, but it was, like, this just, like, like, my childhood is over moment, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I felt like it was, you know, uh, my friend passing away, it was a couple of weeks before I turned 26, and I felt like in that, those, like, couple of weeks I had aged, and then, you know, in that same time my father had, like, a heart attack scare. I felt like I aged the whole year. I felt like I was ready for 26 and then my grandfather passed away and that was just so rough. Like watching my mom deal with that grief was so, so rough. Um, I would definitely say that my friend's passing was a lot more impactful for me than my grandfather just because of like how absolutely tragic that was. Um, but it was really hard. And then the next month in June is when I got pregnant with this baby, with this little Pisces. <laughs> which is like rebirth right and like the weird part about that is like my grandfather just passed away and like I've said this before on the podcast I believe that I'm the reincarnation of my grandmother which would have been his wife and the month after he passes away I get pregnant like that's fucking freaky but the best part is that my friend was a Pisces and it just like kind of feels like in a way like you know, like, that he kind of picked that for me. Like, he's like, hey, like, I understand that my death was really impactful for you. So I'm going to give you a little something um, to remember me by and give you a Pisces. And I know I'm, like, bawling about this, but one, I'm hormonal because I'm pregnant. And two, that really, really, really impacted me. Like, knowing that I'm going to have a Pisces and I'm, like, due nearish his birthday. So it would be, it would not be the worst thing if I had um this baby on his birthday would make me 13 days late of being pregnant so I'm technically due on the first I don't count due dates you know there are only like what three or eight percent of babies are born on their due date um so anyway I uh yeah it was it was just like realizing that that he was a Pisces and like I'm having a Pisces it just felt and like the sign of rebirth after my grandfather died it just felt really spiritual and really aligned and like doing like realizing that made me just really want this baby like not that I didn't want them I was just very scared to have them kind of thing but realizing that um my friend was a Pisces and they're gonna be a Pisces really made me just so happy like I'm just like I can like see my friend like I can kind of like see him in heaven holding this baby and like you know telling him all the gossip or give her whatever um him telling this baby all of the gossip about Drake and Josh and Victorious and like dancing with them to different pop culture songs and all that stuff and I just like really I love that I love that envisionment that you know whatever um so yeah I'm just really happy that this baby's a Pisces. I'm really happy my friend sent me a little Pisces. And as hard as it was to deal with, like, I think that um, being pregnant with a Pisces definitely helped with my grief over my friend and over my grandfather. Like, again, just the rebirth sign and, like, new life coming and not having to dwell in death for so long felt really nice. And it just feels like 
I'm honoring my friend's legacy by having a little Pisces. So it's just really nice. So now that we've talked about like me finding out that I was pregnant, the witchy things that made me know I was pregnant and like the spirituality of, um, or like the impact of spirituality, I guess, of the sign that the baby's gonna be kind of thing. Let's talk about some like witchy things that I've been doing during this pregnancy. So firstly, the first thing I did Early on in pregnancy, I think I was like eight, nine weeks pregnant when I did this, was I went and I bought a tarot deck to talk to my baby with. Um, I have been talking to my babies through tarot since my second pregnancy, um, my pregnancy with Scott. And um, I didn't read tarot when I was pregnant with Dexter. I was more into astrology at that point. So when he was an infant, I was really learning about astrology. That's like him being born is what sparked my interest in that. And um, I did a lot of astrology with him. And I did astrology with, with Scott too. But I read a lot of tarot with him and I would talk to him. I would talk to him about, you know, the birth that we were going to have and ask his opinion on it sort of thing. So I decided that I wanted a different tarot deck to do that with this baby. Because like with all my kids, I have decks that I associate with them and I'm going to pass on to them. Scott, I'm going to pass on the deck that I was using when I was pregnant with him. For Dexter, I'm going to give him my first tarot deck that I really started working with, which was my first Lightseers deck. I actually have two of them because I love the Lightseers so much. Um, but I have one that I work with with just for me and then one that I do readings for you guys with. Um, so I'm going to give him my lights ears. And then for this baby, they're getting the deck that they um, picked out with me while I was pregnant with them sort of thing. So I picked out the One World Tarot. It's really beautiful. I absolutely love this deck. It's so cool looking. Um, it really like displays the diversity of our world, which was what I was looking for in a tarot deck for this baby. Um... So I've been reading tarot with this baby, not on like a daily basis, but whenever I feel like I want to pull some cards, whenever I'm like particularly anxious or I just like want to check in with them, um, I'll ask them like different questions like, you know, what do you feel about being born in the water? How do you feel about being born at home? Like, what do you think of our midwife sort of thing? And like ask their questions about them. And, you know, like after I got my ultrasound, like, what did you think about that experience? Like, was it cool for you to like be able to know that I'm seeing you sort of thing? Like, um, just trying to connect with the baby in that way and just like talking to them and asking them questions and getting to know their personality. Like, you know, show, show me a card that explains one thing of your personality and I get the page of wands a lot with that one um so this baby I guess has page of wands energy um so just asking little questions like that and checking in with the baby and like you know just asking them their opinion I think that's like really fun um and has really helped me connect with my baby during pregnancy and then doing spell work to manifest the birth that I want. Like I mentioned before, I am planning a home birth. I'm having a home birth. Home birth is really spiritual in itself. Birth in general. It doesn't matter where the fuck you birth your baby, right? Wherever you birth them, it is an experience. It is like a spiritual and emotional physical experience. So like I'm really preparing spiritually this time around. And one of the things I'm doing is manifesting a birth, a good birth with them, a, a happy birth, right? My my main goals with having a baby is the baby being healthy and the mama being happy. Everybody talks about happy or healthy baby, healthy baby, healthy baby. That's all that fucking matters. No, it's not all that fucking matters. A happy mom also matters. An empowered mom also matters. It doesn't matter if everything in your birth, uh, 
you know, birth plan was checked off. But what does matter is that you felt empowered during whatever happens to you. If you if you end up in an unexpected C-section, it's important that you feel empowered as you're going through that. You feel like you're being held. You feel like you're being cared for. If you end up like, you know, having a home birth, it's important that you feel held and feel cared for during that experience. All of these things matter. And that like matters so much because honestly if you have a happy mom and a mom who feels empowered and like let's say something minor goes wrong with the baby like you know the baby's blood sugar is high they got to spend the night in the NICU sort of thing if mom's feeling empowered it's not going to be as traumatic for her you know what I'm saying so a happy mom is so beyond important in my opinion so a lot of my pregnancy is going to be um preparing and cultivating a happy mom a mom who's excited to give birth a mom who's empowered during birth a mom who feels like she can do it a mom who's like okay if the birth plan doesn't go 100 percent because she feels empowered anyway um so that is what i'm manifesting as i'm doing these spells so the first spell that i did for this baby for this birth was done under the pisces full moon um because this baby's a pisces so i wanted to do some manifesting under that moon um, and I put like a bunch of ingredients that like were like a new, I put mint for like a new attitude and a new experience. I put rosemary to protect the birth. I put chamomile to have a calm, peaceful, happy atmosphere. And then the most important ingredient that I put in there, um, besides like my mother goddess oil, which is like one of my Bible-based spells that you can grab on my Etsy shop, I put that in there and that was like really important to draw in that divine feminine aspect and that like energy. Um, I put homegrown or home like things from our hometown plants in there so I put like a different flowers one day Jack was driving home from work and stopped on the side of the road to pick me some flowers so I dried them out and I put those in the spell and then I, I had picked some other flowers with him um, and I put those in the spell and I made sure that those were in there and like kind of like signifying like I want this at home and I started talking to the baby about what kind of birth I wanted to have with them so obviously I want a birth at home I want it to be at nighttime. I like envision like twinkling lights you know I see myself in a tub you know in the, in our living room with twinkling lights at nighttime and our other babies are asleep and I'm like you know so they can wake up in the morning and see that their sibling has been born and um you know, then my mom be able to come over in the morning and take the kiddos away so that I could have some alone time with Jack and the baby sort of thing. Um, so, like, this is what I've been starting to do with this baby to really, like, cultivate that kind of relationship with them and, like, manifest that kind of thing with them and, like, get on the same page of, like, this is what we want for our birth. I think one thing that the baby wants is for me to be the first person to touch them. I've never done that with my kids. Like, I Jack caught Dexter um, when I gave birth to him. Um, so Jack was the first person to touch Dexter. The midwife caught Scott. The plan was for Jack to catch Scott, but because of the position I was in, our midwife had to catch him. So she was the first one to touch him, which is okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fine. I would have ideally liked Jack to be the first person to touch them just because, um, you know, that's like important to me. So this time around, I really want to be the first person to touch this baby. So like, even if it's not looking like I could catch the baby, I would like my midwife to remind me to like, touch the baby's head as I'm crowning just so that I could have that experience of like feeling them there kind of thing. I've never done that before. Um, or ideally catching the baby myself and being able to pull the baby myself up to um, my chest. I would really love to do that if it's possible. You know, I don't, I'm not like super 
hell-bent on that one the baby being born at home is really the only thing I'm like hell-bent on when it comes to um the birth plan and that's really really what I'm manifesting here but that's something I feel like the baby wants so that's something that I'm manifesting for the baby like that's an idea that like I feel like they put in my mind because I didn't hear any birth stories like that I didn't like really be influenced by that it wasn't really like something like I just really want that it's like kind of like I feel like they really want that like they want that connection first so um that's something I started manifesting for the baby kind of thing um and yeah that's kind of what I'm doing now spiritually getting prepared doing a lot of tarot readings with the baby doing spell work on important days with the baby um and like expanding my relationship with mother mary because like let's be real let's think about it the one of the oldest recorded home births and unassisted home births at that that we have in history is mother mary with jesus so if there's any deity that i'm going to be relying on for strength during a home birth it's going to be Mary. So I've been talking to her more. You know, if I feel like I just need to talk about some like pregnancy things, I kind of just envision her there and I talk out loud um, to her. And these are things like usually I talk to my deities in my head, but these are things that I feel like I need to say out loud and kind of get out there sort of thing. So I will like find like a private corner away from my kids so that I can just talk to Mother Mary for a minute. Um, and another really spiritual thing that I've been doing is doing yoga again, like getting back into my yoga practice, creating that like connection between mind and body. Um, and while I do yoga, I've been listening to birth stories. That's I feel like for me, that's the best way to prepare for a home birth is by listening to birth stories and birth at like home birth story podcasts. Something that really like eases my anxiety is listening to um, moms who have had um, heavy like hospital um, an intervention filled births followed by a home birth I've had a home birth before so I know I can do it but for some reason like because I had an induction with Dexter and because like Scott was like semi an induction at home um, I have this like fear that my body won't be able to do it and um, so listening to these birth stories really help ease my anxiety and as I'm moving my body and listening to them it's kind of creating this connection of like you know my body can do this sort of thing because I'm not just like sitting there and like typing on a computer and listening to it I'm giving it my full attention because like when you're doing yoga you're breathing all you can do is focus on your breath and focus on whatever you're listening to right so it's, I'm giving my these birth stories my full attention and I'm fully listening to them um so I feel like that's really helped me um, prepare for this birth and start like spiritually connecting my mind and my body and the baby and my body to my mind sort of thing if that makes sense. The other thing that I did during my first trimester and that I'm still continuing to do as I'm like going to my second trimester is I created a list of like have you ever seen on TikTok those like ABC dates night things like those dating lists like they're like you know A is for apple picking, B is for balloon shopping I don't fucking know like those like ABC dates that people go on I've been doing that with my baby like creating like an ABC list of different things that I want to do with them so like R is like reading tarot with them like B is you know having a baby shower or going on like some sort of baby moon which like my husband and I wouldn't actually go away somewhere but we would like give our kids to somebody for a weekend and like have like that last weekend together before we become a family of five kind of thing um you know doing different things like um 
For M, I wrote like manifesting under the full moons to prepare for birth and the baby. And I have like creating a nursery space, which like with a question mark next to it because I don't know what I want to do for a nursery space. I have something on my registry that I want to bake the baby to sleep in, but that's about it. Like I, I don't thought I don't have a space for a nursery too. I don't know. I never got into like the whole nursery like you know crib theme and whatever because like they can't sleep with that shit anyway so like you know you just need a little mattress for them to lay on and a couple of swallows and they're good um <laughs> so like p pregnancy announcement which i was already able to do and that was so fun um w doing wards for me and the baby like there's just a lot of different things that i have on this list of like exciting things to do with this baby and i started creating that during my first trimester just to like you know have a little bit of fun with it and when i complete the list i'll post it on instagram but um like not like complete doing it but the complete writing it I'll post it to Instagram so you guys could see everything but yeah those are those are pretty much the things that I've been doing to like start getting myself like spiritually prepared and like you know spiritually connecting to this baby and like the little witchy things that I've been doing um but yeah I'm I'm excited I've definitely gotten past the like scared part and like the hormones are starting to click in the right way <laughs> and I'm like starting to be excited for the baby um I'm excited to find out the sex of the baby. I'm excited to like, um, I personally think it's going to be a boy. Everybody around me thinks it's going to be a girl. And I feel like part of that is like them hoping it's going to be a girl. Um, Jack definitely thinks his baby's going to be a girl because I've been a bitch. <laughs> this pregnancy had been a real fucking bitch. Like I was not like that with my boys. Um, but this time around, I really am. Um, <laughs> I was a bitch. I got really depressed when I first got pregnant. I did not get that way with my boys. Um, I'm also, like, stupid as a doornail. Like, I'm dumb as a doornail right now. Like, I'm just, like, really, like, walking through life. Like, what's that? I feel like fucking Karen from Mean Girls because <laughs> it's just, like, what's going on? Um, and they say you're more forgetful and more dumb when you have a girl because, and you're more hormonal and emotional because there's more, like, estrogen and more hormones being pumped through your system um kind of thing so there's definitely been like I got heartburn really early on like my heartburn started like right when I hit the second trimester and like with the boys I had heartburn but it started late it started like at like 20 some odd weeks when I was pregnant with them so there's been some things that have been like very different from my boys pregnancies like they were you know Besides me vomiting a lot more with Dexter because I had high-premises gravidium, their pregnancies were very, very, very similar. And this one's already been very different. And I'm kind of just chalking that up to me being a little older. Like, I'm 26 now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, my body's not going to act the same way that it did when I was 18 or 22. Um, kind of thing. But, you know, now that I'm 26, I feel like I'm older, so I'm acting more like a typical pregnancy nurse sort of thing. Um, but Jack is convinced that I'm acting this way because I'm having a girl. Which, you know, again, whatever it is, it is. I personally, I guess I would want a little girl a little more than a boy just because, like, it's something new. And, you know, not for nothing, there's a lot of male energy in my house. Like, not only do I have a husband and two little boys, but I have two cats that are boys. Um, so I have a lot of, lot of male energy in the house, and I could really use some feminine energy to, like, balance it out with me and, like, just have somebody who, like, understands what being a, you know, a, a somebody born female is. Um, but, you know, if God wants to bless me with three little boys, then... I'm okay with that too. Like I, I really don't have that big of a preference. I have more of a preference of what my child's zodiac sign was gonna be, to be very honest. And I already got the sign that I want, so like I can't complain. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think the next time I'll do one of these check-ins is after we find out the sex of the baby. Um, just because I, I don't know like how often I want to pace these. Like, this is like the first trimester episode. I definitely want to do one during the second trimester. I want to do one towards like the end of my third trimester and kind of just let you know what things I've been doing there then to like prepare for birth and like different affirmations and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm going to make like three or four different episodes of this series. And then obviously we're going to be having a birth story episode once the baby finally comes um, kind of thing. So yeah, there'll be a couple of episodes here. But like I said before, this is not something that's going to interfere with normal episodes of Jesus Witch Podcast. This is just something that I'm doing because I want to document this pregnancy um, in the way that I'm documenting things, which is through podcasting. And um, just be in case anybody else out there wants to follow along with a witchy pregnancy. Um, so yeah, that is this episode, the first bonus episode of my little witchy pregnancy. Um, thank you so much for listening and for all the support on the Jesus Witch podcast and all the support on me being pregnant. Like, I'm really excited about it and I'm excited that you guys were excited about it too. Um, if you want to support the Jesus Witch podcast and the things that I'm doing here, you can find links to support in the show notes page, like links including my Patreon, my Etsy, places to donate, all the places to follow me on the internet, um, and my baby registry link. So like, if you want to go check that out and send the Pisces a little present, I would really appreciate it. It would make me so happy. Um, and we would just really appreciate it. So yeah, anyway, let's do my favorite time of the day, which is a verse of the day, 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 day. And I think for these verses of the days, I'm going to be sharing ones that I really like to think about when I'm in birth, like when I'm in birth, when I'm in labor. So the most common one that I feel like every person who believes in Jesus and is preparing for like a home birth or a more like mindful birth and wants to use affirmations, the one that I feel like every single person uses is Esther 4.14. And I absolutely love this verse because it's very much like when you take it out of the context of the book, it's very much a mindfulness, like just preparing and feeling like really confident in where you are right now in life, including like the difficulty that is labor. Um, so this verse is, uh, you were born for such a time as this. It's very simple, very there, just very one, two, three kind of like basic verse, but it's like, you were born for such a time as this. My body was made to do this. My body was made to birth my baby. My body made my baby. It can birth it kind of thing. And that helps me a lot going through labor. Um, so that's like the, that's like my absolute favorite labor verse. So anyway, when I make my affirmation cards, I'll definitely be making one with that verse on it again. I had one for Scott and now I'm going to have one for this little Pisces baby. So anyway, thank you again for listening to this episode. I'm so excited to share this baby, this pregnancy with you all, um, and all the witchy things that I do. So yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>